0: I oh God, I just thank you that you, uh, you love us and you watch over us. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to each one uh, the words you have. In Jesus' name. I'm going to share a little bit about um, myself, who I am, I'll give you just a brief testimony before um, kind of walking into the message uh, and the words I have. So for those of you, some of you know me, some of you know me for a long time, some uh, Some less so, my name is Matthew Goodwin. I grew up here about thirty miles past the middle of nowhere, uh, in a small town in Eastern Oregon in Dayville, um, where we had more cows on the ranch that I lived on um, than there were people in town, so you know it was a a great a great place to grow up. I could ride a horse before I could ride a bike. Uh, my folks separated when I was about 12, and we moved to Legrand. Moved to Legrand with my mom, and um, ended up coming to this church. It was called Bread of Life at that time. We, uh, you know, my mom picked this because of the youth and uh, young families over here, so it was good. Uh, after that. Um, you know, enter into high school and college. Um, you know, had a um, a good time of being a good kid, and just still missing the mark. You know, we're we're called to righteousness, and even in being a good kid, it was. Uh, It was just more of a cop out and excuse for being less bad than the next. I did not expect this part to be the hardest part, I'll be honest. <clears throat> um, so, you know, knowing that God had called me to righteousness and to more, um, and I was, I was a good kid. I, you know, I had all the good excuses well, I'm, not, I'm not doing that, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing drugs, I'm, you know, I think the Biggest blow up I had in high school was being out in Union at my pastor's house and being unaccountable. (laughs) Nobody knew where I was at um, for six hours. Uh, I don't know why my parents got excited about that. I had a cell phone for Pete's sake. It just didn't work. Um, But it's not, you know, being, being less bad is not what God's called us to do. After that uh onto to college um, I went to the valley, went to um, school that I didn't know how I was going to afford uh, didn't know uh all the reasons why, but that's where I went and turns out it was a season of equipping and training and relationships um, and it was good it uh Still have some amazing uh, relationships and friendships from that time, Um, and and I found a theme of uh, trusting God, you know, when when it doesn't doesn't make sense, it defies you know conventional wisdom. You know, probably one of the as a kid you you can't see it you don't uh, you don't understand it you don't you don't really you can't comprehend it but you know even through my parents divorce uh, you know i remember crying out to god why 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 um, but he's faithful and uh, and we have to trust in god even when it, we don't know you know, as a kid, I had no idea the plans God has. You know, moving on to school and college, you know, I had, I had no idea how to, I was going to pay for, pay for college. And, uh, you know, it certainly would have been cheaper to have stayed at home, and stayed at Eastern, and uh, that would have been fine. Uh, but God had called me down there, and, and he supplied all my needs. Uh, post-graduation, um, kind of leading up to graduation, I had um, chosen not to... I, I studied accounting and finance, and you know most of my peers and friends were jumping into the CPA field, and, and I just didn't kind of feel at peace about that, didn't feel like that's where I was supposed to be, um, which you know sort of left me in this limbo, because in the accounting space, you get your job lined up about six months before you graduate, so it's kind of nice. You got... Life all planned out, and so I uh, didn't go that route, and I didn't know what I was going to do, and and ran into an internship opportunity with uh, the Summer Institute of Linguistics, which is the uh, Bible translation arm of Wycliffe, um, and then so I went to the Philippines, and you know it didn't uh, it didn't really make sense. You know, I had bills to pay and. That's what I felt like God was asking me to do. So he he raised the support, um, you know, took me halfway around the world. And, uh, you know, I did that internship for about three or four months and lived in Manila and um, just got to see God work uh, just tremendously. Got to see sh- work with short-term teams coming through, uh, and then you know (laughs) uh, bills were coming due right so i moved moved back and when that was done and when the summer was over and i would planned to live with a couple of friends of mine from school who both had gone the the cpa route and uh, god is so faithful we we all started our job uh, same day Uh, and so even though i'd been gone you know not out searching for jobs we we all started uh, same same Monday in September, and um, you know he provides even when you know we're like well, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. So, <clears throat> and uh, you know an- another opportunity there for trusting in God was when, <laughs> for when he called me back to the Grand. Uh, I still remember uh, I was driving to Hillsboro from Beaverton, and, and uh, I remember going, mm, "All right, God, that's bad Chinese food. <coughs> I'm not going to eat there anymore." Because um, it was very, was very clear of the Holy Spirit saying it's time to move back, and uh, no real uh, explanation, no, um, no understanding, no knowledge, just simply uh, that. That call, and um, I said, "All right, well, I'm gonna put my fleece out here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. You got to give me a job, so you know I can't move without a job." And uh, about a year later, uh, he'd worked out a job uh, where I work today, and uh, and little did I know that he had a family, kind of all lined out, and um, I met my wife here, and. You know, started a family, and we have two boys and a little girl, and one unknown on the way. But without trusting, uh, you have no idea what God has. Um, and, you know, you, you just have to, to follow in. So that's sort of my background. Uh, that's who I am, warts and all. The message today that I'm going to walk through uh, just comes out of uh, some studying that I was doing a few weeks back uh, on the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm just going to kind of walk you through that. Uh, it's really pretty basic. It's uh, basic instructions, but it really sort of rocked, uh, rocked my trash. God got in there, and the Holy Spirit just kind of connected So I hope that uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to you also through this. You know, Galatians 5 talks about, you know, the nine aspects of the the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, maybe you know what they are. Uh, Maybe you don't. Maybe you're uh, a little like me and you can rattle off the first few. But um, you can't remember those last two or three. And you're kind of embarrassed, because, you know, this should be something you probably should know, and what if your friends ask you on Bible Trivia Night, and you don't know? Um, and so, in the, it was just a little short six-day study, um, and I, you know, I kind of flippantly thought, oh, this will be good, you know, fruit of the Spirit's always good, right? Uh, whatever they might be, I don't really know, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to be good, and you know, little did I know it was going to be, you know, just just really good core Christian living instruction. Uh, the the part uh, the part that was you know really been the most powerful was just being reminded, you know, where that fruit comes from. Um, it does not come from bearing down on patience, 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 more patience. It does not come that way. Um, and you know Galatians 5 just really reminded me that it comes from denying our flesh when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear sexual immorality, impurity lustful pleasures, idolatry sorcery, hostility, quarreling jealousy, outbursts of anger selfish ambition, dissension, division envy, drunkenness wild parties and other sins like these. That's a pretty good list of how not to be. Let me tell you again, I have, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then it goes on, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So the uh, the piece there is that the fruit of the Spirit comes by living in the Spirit, by denying our flesh, denying our human nature, denying our knee-jerk responses. Today, from this, I, I hope you walk away with, with understanding that. Understanding that the fruit of the Spirit comes from denying our flesh, not from bearing down and you know straining out more peace or more patience, but by Walking away from that knee-jerk response, walking away from our fleshly uh, desired response, and number two, I want you to think about the the, the various parts of the fruit. Um, hopefully, they're more than just trivia. Hopefully, they they have a little more depth, uh, a little more meaning after today. And then, lastly, you know, I, I hope you can just reflect on what fruit your your own life's producing. Uh, it was a, a great opportunity for me to reflect as I went through what you know, what does love look like and then reflect on oh, where sometimes that shows up in other places. I'm like, well, that's kind of fruit light. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, finding, um, finding an opportunity to just uh, reflect and let the Holy Spirit speak to you about what, what uh, he sees and what he wants in your life. So, you know, fruit, the fruit is the evidence of the spirit in our lives. It shows our spiritual maturity. Uh, it shows kind of what is being evidenced in, in our day to day life. Uh, the Greek word for fruit in Galatians 5 is karpos, if I can pronounce it right. And one definition Means a result of something, right? It's the result of of walking away from our flesh and living in the spirit. So, when the fruit of the spirit is displayed in our lives, it's a sign or a result uh, that we are being led by the spirit of God. Earlier in Galatians five sixteen through seventeen says, "So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves." The flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So, bottom line, uh, you can be led by the flesh, or you can be led by the spirit, but you can't be led by both. They're they're in constant constant conflict, they, you know. And for me, that was it was just great to sort of appreciate that in the sense that. Uh, I'm not always sure how to live in the Spirit, but I, I'm pretty sure I know how to deny my flesh. You know? I'm pretty sure I know how to go, oh, that's, that's acting out of anger or fear or, or whatever. You know, We can never show too much love or joy or peace or, or any of the, the aspects. That fruit is a byproduct of a life surrendered to the Holy Spirit We're not called to focus on the fruit, we're called to focus on the Spirit by denying our fleshly desires. In focusing on God and the Holy Spirit and saying no to the flesh, I often feel like, you know, I said this before, You know, we just are producing that fruit, and if I strain harder, you know, it it will produce one more ounce of fruit in my life. Um, But it's really focusing on on God and Jesus and, and, you know, whether that's spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, uh, you know, Romans talks about renewing our minds and, and that helps us to, to see that opportunity to deny the flesh, to walk away from that and to, to know, like, oh, this is, that, that's, that's my human nature right there. That's not living in the spirit. Sometimes that is, you know, it's easy to see. It's harder to do, you know, whether that's, you know, binge-watching the latest show on Netflix or uh, playing video games, the current hunting or fishing season or watching the next sports game, um, going out with friends, going to the bar. All of those things are... They're not in and of themselves bad, but, but they are... A result of what I want, and and me, and you know denying any of those, any step along the way, and saying no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go call a friend. I'm gonna go spend time with my family. I'm gonna re- you know reach out to my kid. Um, any of those things where we walk away from what what I want. You know, I hope that you know as you you go that you know you start to feel that war of of the flesh versus the spirit and uh, sometimes it's it's not really fun (laughs) Uh, you're like Uh, the other day I I didn't see it in the moment but I saw it after the fact you know as the Holy Spirit continues to work and I was talking with Kylie and and I can hear myself you know saying well I was, I was going to go play poker with buddies on Tuesday, and I heard myself telling my wife, well, this is one of the only times, <laughs> only times that I get to take uh, time for myself. And, and then I, I heard myself telling my children, yeah, when I hear only and never, it's usually the first indication that that's not true likely not going to be true when you're, when you're using those wonderful extreme words of, uh, not to mention just the only me, 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 I, me, I, and, you know, unfortunately, I, I flew right past, did my own thing, uh, but the Holy Spirit's faithful to continue to that work, to um, call it out, point it out, let us grow, let us mature. Uh, You know, it's not this, uh, we're never going to hit, well, I don't know, I'm not going to hit perfection anytime soon. (laughs) Uh, The selfless giving, devoted love of God and others. It's an active display and compels us to put others' needs above our own. Love honors others and celebrates truth no matter how difficult it is to hear it gives of self even when it does not feel like it. Love doesn't allow feelings to dictate its choices. Love is hopeful, persevering and trusting. People who love keep hatred and apathy and self-preservation far from them the love uh, the love there in the Greek is agape, and you know I think that. That sort of summarizes it well we, we all have opportunities in our lives you know whether that's uh, for me whether that's a opportunity in my day-to-day with family to practice love and to fail at love uh, to fail at giving of myself even when I don't want to you know when I you know you have a long day at work and you come home and you just want to veg out to yourself. Well, that's well, that's nice. Deny your flesh. You know, deny that. Maybe it's something with a coworker, uh, bringing up some failure of yours, and you want to just point out, well, yeah, well, you're not perfect either. <laughs> uh, oh wait, that is my flesh talking. <clears throat> um, you know, it's an opportunity to uh, to take that, take that instruction, to take to hear that and to deny your, your natural response. Um, you know, I, I think often of that knee-jerk response, right? When the doctor taps our knee, it just kind of kicks out. You know, when our, when our flesh jumps out there, well, let's, let's tone that down. Uh, next, we're going to look at joy. Joy is a deep and enduring state of our soul that no circumstance or event Or human can steal away from us. It's delighting in God and choosing to rejoice in all things. Because our circumstances, they don't rule us. Our mood swings are non-existent. This doesn't mean we're always in a good mood, but we can remain in an unexplainable place of contentment. Joyful people don't allow misery, sorrow, sadness or despair to rule their thoughts or guide their actions move on to peace peace is a deep well of confidence that god is who he is and that he'll do what he says he will do it comes from resting in the promises of god choosing to work with others for a common goal instead of insisting on our own way. Peace is often unexplainable, incomprehensible. We don't know when we have it, but we know when we have it and know when we don't. Peaceful people don't go to war with their actions or their words, for they know that brings no relief to any situation. You know, that that for me, that's I often hit on peace, and it's that peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, we're in the midst of a storm, whatever that may look like, and I don't know why, but I'm, I'm okay. I know that I will come through this. I know that this storm will end, and uh, this too shall pass. Maybe sometimes that's in our finances. Maybe that's uh, at work with a coworker. worker uh, Yeah, God's peace is so good. Denying that, that part of your life where you want to just not be at peace. You want to run screaming from the building. You want to, you know, have a tantrum. And I think of Cecilia and when she's not always at peace with something I'm talking about you. <laughs> patience. Anyone, anyone have to, to live in patience? Exhibiting calmness during the midst of stressful situations is showing empathy towards others when they're not doing things to our standard. Patience is produced when we support the growth in others as they are on their own journey in life. It's not getting easily disgruntled. When a delay occurs that won't matter in ten days, let alone ten years, patient people don't become easily annoyed or agitated, nor do they show intolerance. Uh, we all need more patience, uh, whether that's with my kids, you know with my, my oldest as we go through the seasons of parenting. Uh, and learning how to be patient as he adjusts to, you know, becoming a man, and you know, I've had to go back a few times and ask for forgiveness for losing my patience. Uh, I was reminded of of patience last night. My uh, my brother-in-law Colton. I guess I can make this announcement. Uh, Colton and Ellie had their baby last night. Uh, came a came a couple of weeks early, baby Hallie. And uh, <laughs> you know we're, we're sitting in the waiting room, waiting patiently. <laughs> and uh, no amount of angst, no amount of want, desire, anything is going to make that baby come an ounce faster. <laughs> There's literally nothing we can do to move that process along. And it was just a, a very uh, clear reminder of what patience is, of just waiting, waiting on the Lord, and knowing what's coming is good, um, but <laughs> we can't do anything to help. <laughs> Kylie, Kylie said, you know, I just desperately wanted to go in and just help her, but there's n- nothing we can do. It's something that we, we have to walk through. It's something our kids are going to walk through. Probably somewhat arrogantly, but I, I remember a conversation with my in-laws saying, Kylie and I are going to fail on raising kids. We're going we're to learn and make our own mistakes. And, and they have to have patience in that process with us uh, and give us grace in that. Uh, this is our time to, to screw up. <laughs> <coughs> they had their time. This is our time. <clears throat> so, Kindness. Kindness is being genuine, genuinely kind to anyone and everyone. It assumes that all people deserve kindness, no matter the differences, the viewpoints, or cultures. Kindness celebrates others and serves when there is a need. It looks out for the well-being of others and shows compassion when needed. It assists others and shows courtesy and benevolence to anyone. Kind people don't display animosity, ill will, or envy towards others. Yeah, kindness is good. How often, you know, have we not responded in kindness? Uh, each time, opportunity to deny our flesh to say, "Oh, no, that's that's not what God would have me say." That is, you know, as cliche as WWJD is you know that's true you know how how would how would i respond if jesus were in the room how would i respond if josh or mitch were sitting here you know and i was going to be accountable to that response cuz we're accountable right. goodness is truly desiring to help others it doesn't approach or entertain sin goodness does the right thing and challenges other people to do the same, even if the conversation is uncomfortable. it's decent, honest, moral, honorable, virtuous, and full of integrity. Good people don't just do the right thing, they make things right. As a parent, uh, yeah, doing the right thing, it's hard. That's the best example we can give our kids. Even even when we have to go make things right. Uh, you know, Even with our friends, right? Our, our best friends are the folks who know us uh, the best. And, and they're also the folks we can hurt the most. Because uh, we know them the best. And, and we've got to go make things right from time to time. And... It's being good. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is being dependable in our relationships with God and others. It's choosing to be true to our word, following through with our promises. Faithfulness possesses a constancy, constancy, devotedness, fidelity, and steadfastness in all its interactions. It's being reliable in a world that's not. Faithful people are not disloyal, nor are they flippant with their commitments. It just it just ranges. You know, when we had a snow day the other day, the boys were like, "Well, Dad, do you get a snow day?" No, no, I got to be faithful and go to work. Uh, you know, we're not shutting down. People people rely on and. You know, we've, we've got to be, and even with our kids, right, our, our faithfulness of what we say and delivering on what we say. Uh, you know, it's just a constant opportunity to deny the flesh, to make an excuse, oh, but this is, this is really important, so that, what I told you, uh, you know, this trumped that. Uh, you know, finding, finding those opportunities to be faithful, um, whether it's work or family, uh, all, of those, all of those just give us a huge opportunity to, to produce some faithfulness in our life and walk in the Spirit. Gentleness is allowing God to deal with others so that we don't have to take matters into our own hands. It's been said that gentleness is the grace of the soul. Gentleness includes being calm, serene, tranquil. Being gentle doesn't mean someone is weak, but quite the opposite. It takes a great strength to be gentle when the flesh wants the opposite. Gentle people are not harsh, nor are they calloused. Yeah, I really like that. It takes great strength to be gentle when our flesh wants the opposite. And I I think that's so true. Just you know, whether you're frustrated or you're mad, and how you respond there, and and you know, stepping away from that, saying no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have that kind of response. Takes great strength. Self control. Self control is being able to keep oneself in check. It's not letting our circumstances cause us to lose control. Self-control exhibits moderation, temperance, and discipline. It's choosing under significant pressure to chase after the important instead of the urgent. Self-controlled people show restraint and are not impulsive. Uh, Andy Minio, he's a, a Christian music artist, he said, the paradox of Christian living is we have to give up control of self to gain self-control. And, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, self-control is a fun one. And they all all interweave. It's amazing how they all, you know, you can feel how they're all part of the fruit. They're nine aspects of the same fruit, right? Whether it's self-control and gentleness in the same or, you know, not losing this or denying self Denying my selfishness, living in the Spirit. I just my my prayer for you guys is that you learn to live in the Spirit by denying denying those knee-jerk responses. And the next time you think about uh, the fruit of the Spirit, you know I hope you are you're able to just think about them in a context deeper than. You know, Bible trivia night and fruit of the spirit is boom, 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 boom. Um, and I, and I hope that that today you've had the opportunity to to just see a see them individually in a way that that I often forget uh, and lose track of. As we go about our daily lives, you know, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will uh, show you ways to deny your flesh. I pray that you can hear. Hear it, hear it in those interactions. See the insights. Um, you'll not have to look back and go, oh, that's what he was trying to show me two days ago. Um, see it. Capture it. Walk away from the flesh. Deny that flesh. I pray that, you know, as you're in the, the storms, that that peace comes. That you have joy. You know, I I love the Songs that says joy comes in the morning, right? We're we're going through a rough spot. But God's faithful to bring us through, and he brings that joy. And and finding that joy, even when it, it doesn't make sense. You know, our feelings don't dictate how we should be. Our feelings are liars. The circumstances are real, but our response to those circumstances is what matters most. as we keep denying our flesh, responding in kindness and love, opposite of what that quick human nature response would be. Ephesians four twenty-three through 4 says, let the Spirit change your way of thinking and make you into a new person. And I just want to leave you, you know, Galatians, earlier in Galatians uh, 5, 17, and I kind of hit it, but the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what's contrary to the flesh. Those you know, Galatians 6, a little later, it says, those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life. And Romans, and because you belong to Him, the power of life power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law, the, the law of Moses that was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature, God did what the law could not do. He sent his son in a body like our bodies and in that body God declared an end to, the, to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice. Romans 8, 9, we are not controlled by our sinful nature but are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. So all of us if you have asked Jesus into your heart you have the Spirit living in you. You have all that's required to deny, to walk away. Lord God, I pray that Uh, you your Holy Spirit was here Lord God and I thank you for that I thank you that the Spirit conveys and speaks to each heart and that your word and your love was communicated that your Holy Spirit spoke to each one as needed in the place that they're at I just thank you thank you for all that you do in bringing peace and grace that each one can go go forward today and, and live in a, in a way that denies their flesh and walks in the Spirit, walks in, in the power that you have given them through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.